Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast with Tony Harris. We've got plenty of other great resources that will equip you to recognize God's voice. So why not visit godconversations.com and check out what's available. Hi there, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast. This is part two of our topic, I Don't Hear From God Like You Do. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, I encourage you to go back from two weeks ago and have a listen to it. But those of you who have, how have you found listening to God in the last two weeks? Has it been easy or has it been more difficult? We looked at this whole thought that it shouldn't be difficult to hear from God because the truth is that the capacity, the ability to hear from God is a part of our inheritance in the Holy Spirit, that everyone is favoured with this gift. It wasn't just for the exclusive few, the ones that are specially chosen or or favoured to hear from God, but it is for everyone. And the beginning of hearing from God easily is understanding that truth. It's understanding that this is for you and not just for someone else out there. Then we looked at having the faith to expect that God would speak to us, that he is actually well able to get his message through, that he can use any means possible. He's incredibly creative and clever and able to use all of heaven's and earth's resources to get the message through in a way that we'll be able to understand. This is the kind of God that we have. He is an expert communicator. And so hearing his voice is not very difficult at all. There is, however, one thing, I think, that perhaps makes hearing from God difficult, and it's this. What is difficult is doing what he says. When I was 21 years old, I started praying that I'd be able to recognize God's voice. See, I'd known God for a while as I'd grown up, but I could never pinpoint a time when he had actually spoken to me where I could actually point to an incident and say, yep, that was God's voice. I guess I could kind of conjure up something where maybe I had a feeling that perhaps it was him and that there was a kind of a warm feeling around it or it was vague. But there was nothing specific and tangible, like the stories I read about in the Bible, Like with the time when the Holy Spirit spoke, for example, to the Apostle Philip, and he says, go up and speak to that Ethiopian riding the chariot. And so Philip does what the Holy Spirit says. And what do you know? The Ethiopian is reading the book of Isaiah, the exact spot that talks about Jesus' death. And this conversation ensues, and it's a God moment. I never had a story like that or, or, or a time when the Holy Spirit spoke to someone like Agabus in the, in, again in the New Testament. He says there's going to be a devastating famine and, and he passes that message on to the people and so they load up with food and supplies and they make sure everyone is able to prepare for this famine and when it actually hits, they're, they're all sorted. And everyone can see that, that God is the God who sees ahead that he's the one who sees ahead, makes provision, and he calls his people alongside to do the same. And those kind of conversations. I'd never really had one of those. I remember one of the early times when I heard God speak. It was this conversation that set the default for all God conversations I've had since. I was 21 years old, and I was kind of in that season of my life that felt like the honeymoon season. 
I just got huge revelations about the truth and reality of God. And I remember with a friend of mine, we'd get together and pray these radical prayers. We were so on fire for God. We were zealous to see his purposes fulfilled in our lives. And we we were praying these kind of radical prayers together and just so excited about the thought that God could to do something with us. And I was going on one of my walks down in a park near my house and we were there was this song that was kind of going around at the time and I was singing it in my head and because no one else was around, I started to sing it out loud. You know, it's a song I haven't sung since and when I, when I tell you what the lines were, maybe you'll understand why. <laughs> but the song went something like this. I'm yours, Lord, everything I am, everything I've got. I'm yours, Lord, try me now and see, see if I can be completely yours. A second or two passed, and then very suddenly, this uninvited sentence came into my thoughts like a sledgehammer. Give all your money away. What? Give all your money away. It was clear as crystal. I knew the moment that it came that it was from God. I didn't need confirmation. I didn't need to double. I knew. I knew so much that I immediately turned around, stopped skipping, stopped singing, hung my head and dragged my feet back home. What on earth was God talking about? I just finished my education degree. I was a qualified teacher and I'd been saving really hard to go on my big adventure. I was all lined up to go and live in the Solomon Islands in the South Pacific for a year, serving an organisation called Wycliffe Bible Translators, an an organisation that translates the Bible into the language of the local people. And as a teacher, I was going to go over there and help the families look after educating their children because the services over there weren't up to speed in the Western world in terms of their curriculum. So I I was all ready. I had gone through the interview process. I had prayed it through. I had talked about it with the people around me. I had signed the paperwork. I had told people. All the people in the Solomon Islands were waiting for me, so eager to have a teacher that could help them. They'd already written letters to me saying, you're an answer to prayer. We're so glad that you're coming. And I had saved this this little deposit of money. Now it isn't as much, but I was 21 the first time I'd had a decent job and I was earning good money. And I'd saved it diligently the whole year for my big adventure. And now God was telling me to give it all away. What made it worse is I just moved churches. I was in a church now where hardly anybody knew me. And even though this was a wonderful missionary endeavor, no one would be running up to, to donate money to this cause. In fact, God made it worse by saying to me not to tell anyone. What? I I couldn't believe it. I remember praying about it, thinking it through, agonising over it, and eventually taking myself down to the bank, withdrawing a big cheque, tears in my eyes, going to church on Sunday, waiting for the offering bag to come across my path, taking the cheque out of my bag, dropping it in there. There it goes. Everything I planned, all the things I wanted to do, just gone. I felt like a fool. It was one of the most clearest words I've ever had. And it was one of the most early God conversations I ever had. Changed everything. I began to realize that this hearing from God business wasn't just a 
a lovely, warm, fuzzy conversation. It was a call to something much more. It was a call to a life lived by faith, a life lived knowing a God that that I was still getting to know, the one that planned around miracles happening, one that would change my life forever. You see, hearing hearing from God is, is not just a warm, fuzzy thought. It's not just a fun thing that we get to be involved in. It's a call to a life led of following God with all of my heart, all of my life. It involves all of me. And when God speaks, it will always call us to faith. Our lives will never be the same again. His words transform. His words bring miracles. They're not light, simple words. They're heavy. They require a response from us. Something Jesus said when he was on earth, and you can read his words in John chapter 14, verse 21. He says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him and show myself to him. Whoever has my commands and obeys them. See, sometimes we think, I just need to hear from God and then we don't do anything with it. We we just let it go. We don't realise that his words are given for purpose for plans, for action, for living by them. When God speaks, we need to obey. We need to do what he says. When God speaks, miracles happen. Truth is that after I gave that money and in the weeks following, miracles happened. And it's a great story and maybe another time I'll tell you the end of it, but Suffice to say, I went to the Solomon Islands. I lived there for a year and a half, and the whole time I had plenty of money. Every need was provided for in ways that I could never have imagined were possible. I knew that I knew that I knew that God was real. Hearing his word changed everything in my life in those years to come. And as I said before, it set the default for every God conversation. Because when I hear from God now, when I ask him to speak, it's always with this subtext, that whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you say, I will do it. And sometimes I wonder when we struggle with hearing from God, and maybe there are more reasons than this, but I sometimes think that most of the time, the thing that we struggle with is not hearing from him, but it's doing what he says. It calls us out of our complacency, out of our sin, out of our smallness, and calls us into a place of faith and in dreams and of miracles if we're willing to go there. It's not difficult to hear from God. What's difficult is doing what he says. I don't hear from God like you do, my friend said. I went back to her, that girl I had the conversation with right at the beginning of this topic, and we were chatting again and you know, just gently I, I came up with an answer for that line. I said, you know, maybe you should just stop saying that. Because when you say that, you're not positioning yourself with faith and expectation that God will and God can speak to you. Well, maybe she did just that. Maybe she went back to God and, and asked him again because it was only a month later that she had a prophetic dream. 
and God spoke to her about the season that she was in and the season that was coming. Incredible clarity, incredible wisdom for what was ahead made such a difference to hear from God. I want to encourage you today to pray that same prayer with great faith, with great expectation and with the subtext that whatever he says, that's what you'll do. Thanks so much for listening today. Love to hear your stories. What has God said to you that's been difficult? Or maybe God has said something that has completely changed your life. We'd love to hear from you. I encourage you to post your stories on godconversations.com and we look forward to hearing and talking with you next time. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. Tune in next time for part two of I Don't Hear From God Like You Do. We'd love you to keep the conversation going by posting your comments and thoughts on facebook.com forward slash godconversations. You can also follow Tanya on Twitter and access other resources on hearing God's voice at godconversations.com or on iTunes. Hey, we're praying that you will hear God's voice more clearly and consistently in your life. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.